Are you okay there on that part? Okay. Hey, we'll take crying children all the time. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to use two portions of Scripture this morning, but si they talk about the same thing, essentially. In India, growing up in India and preaching in India, Creciendo en India y, y, y predicando en India. We used to an interpreter. Antes usábamos intérpretes. But it's been a while. Pero hace ya tiempo. And so I'm, I'm excited. Pero estoy I'm emocionado. Really excited. Actually, in India, I preach with two two interpreters en with India me, so we've got to wait a long time. Con dos intérpretes, entonces tardábamos so. muchísimo más. But if you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to the book of Acts. And we're going to uh, read a couple of verses from chapter 2. And then we'll move over to chapter 4. Chapter 2, we're just going to read two verses. It's on the screen too. So. It's verse 2, verse 46 and 47. Capítulo 2, verse 46 I'll read first and then you can do it in Spanish after that. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were saved. Adoraban juntos en el templo cada día, se reunían en casas para la cena del Señor y compartían sus comidas con gran gozo y generosidad, todo el tiempo alabando a Dios y disfrutando de la buena voluntad de toda la gente. Y cada día el Señor agregaba a esa comunidad cristiana los que iban siendo salvos. Amen. And then turn over to chapter 4, we're going to read from 23 to 31. Vamos al capítulo 4 del 23 al 31. It says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voice together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Amen. Capítulo 4, versículo 23. Tan pronto como quedaron libres, Pedro y Juan volvieron a donde estaban los demás creyentes y les contaron lo que los sacerdotes principales y los ancianos les habían dicho. Cuando los creyentes oyeron las noticias, 
Todos juntos alzaron sus voces en oración a Dios. Oh Señor soberano, creador del cielo y de la tierra, del mar y de todo lo que hay en ellos. Hace mucho tiempo tú hablaste por el Espíritu Santo mediante nuestro antepasado David, tu siervo, y dijiste, ¿por qué estaban tan enojadas las naciones? ¿Por qué, ¿por qué perdieron el tiempo de, en planes inútiles? Los reyes de la tierra se preparaban para la batalla, los gobernantes se reunieron en contra del Señor y en contra de su Mesías. De hecho, eso ha ocurrido aquí en esta misma ciudad, pues Herodes Antipas, el gobernador Poncio Pilato, los gentiles y el pueblo de Israel estaban todos unidos en contra de Jesús, tu santo siervo, a quien tú ungiste. Sin embargo, todos los que hicieron ya estaban determinados de antemano de acuerdo con tu voluntad. Y ahora, oh Señor, escucha tus amenazas y dando a nosotros, tus siervos, mucho valor al predicador tu tu palabra extiende tu mano con poder sanador que se haga señales milagrosas y maravillosas por medio del nombre de tu santo siervo Jesús después de esta oración el lugar donde estaban reunidos tembló y todos fueron llenos del Espíritu Santo y predicaban con valentía la palabra de Dios Amen. 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 God bless your word this morning and Amen. Que el Señor bendiga su challenge our hearts I've titled my sermon a church that grows. Le puse como título una iglesia que crece. We just read the scripture in chapter 2 verse 47. Acabamos de leer el versículo en capítulo 2 versículo 47. It says that the Lord added to the church. Dice que el Señor agregaba a la iglesia. Daily. Todos los días, diario. Daily. Diario. There are two things that I, before you even start my sermon, there are two things I want us to really understand and get before we really get into the sermon. The first thing we got to remember is this. Growth is a natural part of the life of a church. It is just a part, the natural order of things. Anything that is alive Cualquier is growing. Viva, crece. I mean, we, we grow older every single Nosotros second, todos, basically. Todos los más And that's our natural lives. Es But even in our spiritual lives as Pero believers, vida como we either growing up or we going down. It's the same thing with the church too. Es lo mismo con la iglesia también. The church is meant la to grow. Fue creada para crecer. The church was never meant to be. La iglesia nunca fue creada para. Okay, now we've got 50 and now we've got 100 and ah, that's okay. enough. Ya tengo 50, ya tengo 100, entonces ya suficiente. No, we were meant to no. grow and multiply. Creados para crecer y multiplicarnos. That is God's intention Ese, for the church. Esa fue la intención de Dios para la iglesia. Right from the beginning when it started. Inicio, so you need to know firstly that the church is meant to grow. And the second thing we really need to get is that God is the one who brings growth. It says God God is the one who brings growth es el que trae la, el crecimiento. we know this already Eso ya lo sabemos. we can have the best programs to offer Podemos tener los mejores programas we, para ofrecer. we can have the best facilities Podemos tener el mejor lugar you know for people to come to para que la gente llegue. but that means nothing if God doesn't bring growth Pero eso no significa nada si Dios no trae el crecimiento. 
Now that doesn't mean we don't do our part. We've, we've got to be faithful in doing our part. Like any, I mean, if you plant something, you take care of it, right? I mean, you put the manure and you, whatever, water and everything else. You do your part and then God's the one who ultimately brings work. I mean, think about it. Even I was just thinking about it in terms of uh, kids and especially with, uh, with Amara coming to our family. You know, but she was so, she was so, um, she was what, low weight and everything else. You know, and then we had to add those extra supplements and everything else to see and watch her grow. But what happens if, if your kid one day just stops eating, stops drinking, and just stops growing as such? I mean, you do what every normal parent would do. You take them to the doctor or something. You do what you got to do. You do your part, but then ultimately it's God who brings the growth. We do our part. We do our part, and ultimately it's God who brings fruit. You know, even in terms of the church, we do our part. Everybody has a part to play. We do our part. And then we trust God. We can't just sit around and do nothing and then just ask God, do your part, God. So first realize, growth is a natural part of the life of a church. And that God is the one who brings growth. El que da el crecimiento. Here's the challenge. Este es el reto. Are we committed to growth? Estamos cometidos al crecimiento. Are we committed Estamos to cometidos growth? A crecer. Are we willing to do our part in this partnership that God has called Estamos us to? Estamos dispuestos a hacer nuestra parte en este, en este, en este asociado que Dios nos ha dado. Are we willing to do what it takes to see life saved, Estamos changed, transformed, hacer whatever? Para que las vidas sean salvas. For us at Radiant Life Church, and I've said this several times, it's about loving God and loving people. We love God with everything within us. We love God. And we love people, whoever God brings across our lives. And our challenge is to be committed to growth. As we come to our passage in Acts chapter 4, you realize that the church has been growing cuando miramos en, en Hechos capítulo 4 miramos pe que la iglesia estuvo creciendo saved, la gente fue salva pero los judíos y los líderes y they, todos los demás they start out and don't like it at all. ellos se asustaron y no sabían qué hacer y no les gustó and, and so they arrest, Peter and John, así que arrestaron a Pedro y a Juan and kind of and him from y, y los amenazaban y, les, y los prohibían de predicar de la palabra de Dios But there was one small little problem. pero había un pequeño problema Because God had told them to preach the gospel. Jesus told them what? Go into all the world and Jesus preach, disciples, make ven, disciples. Ven todo el mundo y y haz so Peter and John are stuck with this. Así que Pedro y Juan están atorados. I, I don't think it was really a dilemma as such because no, we no know the answer. But they were in that position where they had to choose to obey God or to please man. Pero estaban en la posición donde no sabían si darle la gloria a Dios o si 
honrar las leyes. And let's see what happened here because I don't I, I don't think it was a problem for them. It wasn't a question for them at all. Porque para ellos en realidad no era un problema ni era una pregunta. Verse 21 it says It says uh, after further threats they let them go. Verse chapter 4, sorry, chapter 4, verse 21. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. And then, verse 23, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. Entonces, en el concilio... Los amenazó aún más, pero fielmente los dejaron ir porque no sabían cómo castigarlos sin de desatar un disturbio. Pues todos habían, hablaban de Dios por esa señal milagrosa, la sanidad de un hombre que había estado lisiado por más de 40 años. Tan pronto como quedaron libres, Pedro y Juan volvieron a donde estaban los demás creyentes y les contaron lo que los sacerdotes principales y los ancianos les habían dicho. And here's the thing, they, you notice where they went. They didn't go home and drown the sorrow over a bottle of alcohol or something. What they did do is go to church and essentially have like a prayer meeting and praise meeting or whatever. And when you get a chance, please read Psalm 145. But I want you to read the first three verses. It says, I will, I will exalt you, my God and and the king I will praise your name forever and ever every day I will praise you and exalt your name forever and ever and then it says great is the Lord and most worthy of praise his greatness no one can fathom that's the God we worship that's the one we sang the song how great is our God that's who he is there's never anyone greater than our God David, David couldn't measure you know comprehend how great God was you know I, again I love that song I've used you know it says uh, oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not what would you say all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer it's just you want okay it is it's a song that goes you know Oh, what peace, we lose so much peace because and we bear so much pain because we don't take things to God in prayer. Peter and John just go straight in to their own people. When they were in trouble, they went back to their people. I know people always try to find the what the future is going to be like, right? But the age-old saying is true. Show me the people you hang out with and I'll tell you what your future is going to be. Peter and John went back to their own people. And it's a challenge for us. But it's so true of today. When people get in trouble, they run away from church rather than to church. And I pray and I know my church knows my heart in this. I pray that we will never be a church that people will be too scared to run to 
que, que la gente les dé miedo de venir it's aquí run away from. y que en, en vez de correr no tienen que tenerlo todo resuelto ni nada para venir a esta iglesia God is in charge of this church. Dios está en control de esta iglesia I just want to go off script for a minute here there is no time no hay for selfish Christianity because we've got to grow up Porque tenemos que madurar. I really believe we've got to Yo grow realmente up because the, the world needs to see the church to be like Christ someone who came to serve Una persona and que vino not a be served y no a ser servido. just you got to realize that it's just It frustrates me sometimes. Muchas veces me frustra porque tenemos que conocer eso. Because just one people come and I've encountered so many people. They only come to church as long as they can get something. Y yo he conocido mucha gente que solo viene a la iglesia solamente cuando pueden recibir algo. And that's part of it. I hope you go to a church where you're fed spiritually. Eso es parte de eso. Yo yo espero que vayan a una iglesia donde pueden recibir algo. But I know a lot of people that come to church. People bless them. You know, give them a five dollar, twenty dollar, whatever. Pero yo sé que viene gente aquí. Hay gente que los bendice. Les dan cinco, diez dólares o algo. And once that stops, they go to another church. Y ya cuando eso se para, entonces se van a otra iglesia. It's never about us. Nunca es sobre nosotros. Never about us. Nunca es sobre nosotros. Five things if you want to see a church, the qualities that I have, five qualities of growing church. Hay cinco cualidades de una iglesia creciente. Verse 24, it's uh, basically based on that it says they are united. A, a growing church is united in prayer. Dice que la iglesia es la una iglesia creciente es una iglesia que está unida en la oración. When Peter and John told the church what happened. Cuando Pedro y Juan le dijo a la iglesia lo que había pasado. You know, they didn't take out these signs and walk around the temple and ellos protest. Ellos no llevaron unas, unos signs y fue, se fueron a protesta. They got together and Ellos prayed. Se unieron y se pusieron en oración. Verse 24 it says when they heard this. In verse 24 they said when they heard this they raised their voices together in prayer. Dice que ellos levantaron sus voces juntos en oración. A growing church needs to be united in prayer. Yeah, we pray as families, we pray as individuals. I mean, we pray in times of crisis, whatever. But we also come together and pray together too. We got to pray together. And Tuesday nights we have prayer here. And everyone is welcome there. And no, Pastor Isaac was saying that some of their congregation is going to join us too on Tuesday night. So. Go, if you can make it and have the time, be there for prayer. But, but the bottom line is this prayer changes things. That's why we pray. It's not just something we know in our head. You've got to be. You gotta believe es algo it from que tenemos deep within. Because here's the truth. Pero esta es la If you are not convinced that prayer changes things, si tú no estás que las las cosas, you will never be committed to prayer. Nunca vas a ser una de If you are not convinced that prayer really works, si no crees que la funciona, you will find every excuse not to pray. Vas a I think the church needs more than anything else a time like this more people on their knees seeking God We believe in the power of prayer. And, and honestly a church united in prayer can make a difference in not just this neighborhood and town we can make a difference in, in the world. Really. 
And the point I think sometimes we miss is we focus on sermons about prayer and everything else. But how many of you know that we can pray together without really being together? Don't get me wrong. I mean, no, we need prayer. No me it gives us strength. Nos it gives us that breakthrough. It changes stuff. But what made the early church effective was the unity in prayer. Says in Acts chapter 2, it says the Holy Spirit fell upon them when they were gathered together in one accord. And that goes to my second point. We need to be united in prayer. But we need to be committed to fellowship too. A church that grows is committed to fellowship. And if they, if they didn't believe in that, why would they go there? I mean, they could have easily, think about it, they've just been threatened and everything else, they could have easily just taken their bags and left town. But one of the main reasons the early church grew is because they were committed to fellowship motivos más grandes por el cual la iglesia primitiva creció fue porque estaban comprometidos a la coinonía and in verse 46 of chapter 2 en el 2.46 it says every day they continue to meet together que todos los días continuaban en unirse they broke bread in their homes and ate together que traían pan y comían juntos with glad and sincere hearts con alegría y corazones sinceros if we are going to grow si we've nosotros, got to be committed to fellowship si nosotros vamos a crecer tenemos que estar comprometidos not just the occasional potluck that no we all have but it is the willingness to step out and open your homes open your lives to people to come in open your lives for people to come in and, and get connected to them they met in the courts every day they broke bread and ate together it's, it's that genuine desire for fellowship really I just real discipleship is more than just good teaching it's the willingness to walk alongside and walk beside someone that's how you disciple people you've heard me say this before Jesus I mean he discipled those people were with him for three three and a half years Elijah Elisha you look at discipleship it's not just teaching no once in a while. De vez en it's the willingness to come alongside. Es de venir if you want to see lado. growth, si ver el if you are committed to fellowship, si you've got to be willing to walk along people. Que estar a al lado de otras and here's the truth. The New Testament church wasn't a perfect church. They had, they had their issues and if you read Paul's letters, if you read Paul's letters to them, you know they had issues. But he discipled them through it. And 
I just know this from reading God's word. If, yo solo sé esto de leer la palabra de Dios. if there's one thing the Lord does not tolerate, it's those who cause disunity in the body of Christ. Really, he really, I mean, you think about it, especially uh, we were talking about Caleb and the Cuando spies and everything Caleb, else. Y los espías. You know, when the spies went in there, these 12 guys come back, Cuando two of them were good, but 10 of them just spread rumors around. Cuando fueron los espías a mirar la, la tierra prometida, 10 de ellos vinieron y, y tenían negativismo y dos eran los que sí tenían la, el ánimo para entrar. And the reason one whole generation was lost is because people por el cual toda una generación fue perdida. caused division. Es por la división. And same thing again. There's another group of people that still wanted to go in and they tried to do their own thing. Es que había otro grupo de gente que quería entrar, pero estaban haciendo lo suyo. It didn't end well with them. I just put it that way. Y no terminaron bien. Because God is protective of His house. Porque Dios es protector de su casa. This is His body. He will protect it. Y él lo va a proteger. And again, I honestly don't mean to scare you here, but no quiero asustarlos aquí. But life is way too short. Pero la vida es muy demasiado corta. To be fighting amongst ourselves. Como para estar peleándonos. Because there is a great harvest. There. The harvest is plenty. The workers are few. If we can only quit fighting among each other and look at the harvest, we got to be committed to genuine fellowship. We can, we can never be, you know, like us four and no one else. That's it. Us four, no more. A church that grows is united in prayer, committed to fellowship, and God-centered in its devotion. God-centered in its devotion. If you read verse 24 again, the second part, as they pray, it says, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Dice Señor que tú eres grande, tú has hecho los cielos y la tierra y todo en ellos. In the midst of everything going on in their lives. Y todo, en, en medio de todo lo que ellos estaban pasando Peter en su vida. Pedro y Juan problems, no se enfocaban en sus problemas but personales. Pero en el hecho de que Dios era soberano. En su poder, eso es lo que estaban confiando. Él es el creador. They recognized him as God, the Creator. Lo reconocían a Dios como Dios su creador. Ellos confiaban en el Señor, en el Dios soberano. When we worship God, cuando adoramos a Dios, for who He is, por quién él es, it puts our problems into perspective. Eso nos pone nuestros problemas en perspectiva. Because all we're doing is reminding ourselves that He is sovereign. Porque estamos recordándonos a nosotros mismos que él es el Dios soberano. That He is in control. Que él es el que está en control. And the early church recognized the sovereignty of God. Y la iglesia reconocía la soberanidad de Dios. They knew who was ultimately in control. Ellos sabían quién estaba ultimantamente en control. Because if you read down there, uh, when they talk about Jesus too, it says. Cuando hablan de Jesús también. Verse 28, it says, it talks about Pontius Pilate and all these guys. It says they did what your power and will had decided beforehand should be done. Ellos hicieron lo que el poder de Dios ya había antemano decidido. Even the whole thing that happened, the whole you know Jesus, everything else that happened to him, it wasn't out of God's control. It was God's plan all along. Aunque pasó todo lo que pasó con Jesús y todo eso no estaba fuera del control de Dios. Era eso era el plan plan divino del Señor. And if you read scriptures, y si lee la Biblia, as you read the Bible, you will see that the most powerful prayer are based on the word of God. Que las oraciones más poderosas están basadas en la palabra de Dios. Están centradas en el Señor. Being sovereign. 
en la soberanía del Señor. You know, remember, if you talk about Nehemiah, Nehemiah was trying to build the wall and si everybody and everybody was coming against him. Y todos estaban viniendo en contra de él. But he always started, if you read his prayer, he talks about who God is first. That's the one thing about David too. Even in his Psalms when he's so upset and everything else. He still ends up or starts with the fact that God, you are sovereign. We just read that in Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever Te por siempre y siempre. every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever Te y te por siempre y siempre. great is the Lord and most worthy of praise Grande es el Señor y digno de ser his greatness no one can fathom es una, una grandeza que nadie puede comprender. That's the God we worship. Ese es el Señor que Our adoramos. devotion as a church Nuestra needs devoción. to be God-centered. Nuestra devoción como iglesia tiene que estar centrada en el Señor. God-centered in our devotion. Recognize who is really in charge. Reconocer quién es el que realmente está en control. Yeah, the devil may seem to be winning. Sí, a veces miramos que el enemigo es el que está ganando. But God is still in control. Pero Dios siempre está en control. God is still in control. Él sí todavía está en control. It has to be God-centered. A church that grows has to be God-centered. Una iglesia que crece tiene que estar centrada en el Señor. The focus has to be God. El enfoque tiene que ser el Señor. And it can't be us. Y no podemos ser nosotros. Because honestly, when we're consumed by us, God can't work. Porque cuando nosotros hacemos eso, Dios no puede trabajar. God really can't work. It's, and church is really not about us at all. Una iglesia no es de nosotros. El Señor no puede trabajar it's así. Not, it's not about promoting our programs. No es promo it's not about promover that nuestro kind of programa, nuestras cosas, no es así. It's all about God. Es todo sobre Dios. It's all about declaring. Todo se trata sobre Dios. How great our God is. Y decir qué tan grande es nuestro Dios. When we focus on God. Cuando nos enfocamos en el Señor. He puts a different perspective on our problems. Él pone una perspectiva distinta a nuestros problemas. He keeps us humble. Él nos mantiene humildes. Because we realize without God we really can do nothing. Porque reconocemos que sin Dios realmente no podemos hacer nada. It's never, never about us. Nunca, nunca se trata de nosotros. Not about the pastors, not no de about anybody the leaders the deacon board whatever it's all God if it ever becomes about us we will fall apart but the truth is this when we are God focused we are going to be on God's agenda that's the truth if we want God's will if you want God's will we need to seek God first everything we do in this church has to reflect who God is. Tiene que reflejar quién es Dios. Has to reflect. Tiene que reflejar. Who God is. And ser we, un reflejo and de lo que es Dios. And we've got to think our think and ask y ourselves. Tenemos que pensar y preguntarnos todo el tiempo. All the time, time, time again, vez tras vez. Is what we do as a church. Lo que estamos haciendo como iglesia. Going to reflect God and His glory. Refleja el Señor y su gloria. Or is it becoming about us? O se, o se está convirtiendo en algo sobre a, nosotros. A growing church is God focused creciente. in its devotion. Es una iglesia que está enfocado en el Dios y centrado en el Señor. Number four, a growing church is built on the Word of God. 
Número cuatro, la iglesia creciente está, cre está fundamentada en la palabra de Dios. The scriptures Quiere decir que la palabra es la palabra es la fundación en la cual la iglesia está construida. We know what uh, David, I mean, Psalm 119 it says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I won't sin. 1.90 dice que tu palabra está en mi corazón. The effect, the early church was effective because they were grounded in scripture. La, prim la iglesia primitiva era efectiva ¿por qué? porque estaban fundados en la palabra de Dios Look at verse 25. It says, you el versículo 25 you spoke by the Holy Spirit you spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant our father David why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain the kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one Dice, hace mucho tiempo tú hablaste en el Espíritu Santo mediante nuestro antepasado David, tu siervo, y dijiste, ¿por qué estaban tan enojados las naciones? ¿Por qué perdieron el tiempo en planes inútiles? If you, if you notice, y si notan, eso es, realmente es un salmo, el salmo 2. Muchísimo antes de que Jesús hubiera llegado al mundo. Pero el punto es este. We are not going to get there just by teaching good morals. Pero no vamos a llegar ahí solo por enseñando morales. We don't make buenas. good Christians. O ser buen cristianos. We're here to make people like Christ. Estamos aquí para estar hacer a gente como In Cristo. In the word en la palabra built on the foundation of the word Tenemos of God we can never be we can never be just about good living no and good people we've got to be people who will live according to the word of God that's what the church needs more now es than ever before it's people who will rightly divide the word of God you don't get to pick and choose which portions of the scripture you want it's either all of it or none of it build my church on the word we got to build the church effective it's an effective church or a growing church is rooted in scripture and We cannot give people just a handbook on Christianity. No podemos darles un manual a la gente sobre cristianidad. We got to teach them to study the word. Tenemos que enseñarles a estudiar la palabra. Study the word. Estudiar la palabra. And one of the desires of my heart is. Los deseos de mi corazón. Not just church radiant life, but the church in general. Es que no solo nosotros aquí como iglesia, sino que la iglesia en general. Is to become passionate once again about the word. Es que volvamos a ser tener esa pasión de estudiar la palabra. I say this all the time. We've, we've spent so many years depending on what the pastor teaches us about the word. And not made the effort to study God's word for ourselves. And I really got to share uh, something that's burning in my heart for the past few weeks and months actually especially in the background of some of these prominent Christian leaders who now, now say they're not Christians anymore and it just bothered me a lot and we talked about it on mucho. Wednesday night too my people perish because of what the Bible says the lack of Knowledge. The lack of knowledge. Talking about the word, basically. 
When I read the word, it doesn't say a lack of the spiritual gifts. It doesn't say they fall apart because of the lack of experiencing God. Because they have experienced God personally. They have evidenced the move of the spiritual gifts. But they perish because they lack the knowledge of the word of God. Please, we cannot go on and just hear my heart through this. Our faith cannot be based on the spiritual gifts. No puede estar basado en lo espiritual. Our faith cannot be based on experiencing no God. No puede estar en, en las experiencias nuestra fe basada. It has to be based on the word Tiene of God. Basada en la palabra de word, Dios. Lord. La palabra tuya, Señor. And I'm passionate. I really. I, yo estoy tan apasionado realmente. Study God's word. Estudien la palabra de Dios. You want to grow. The church has to go. We've got crecer, to be grounded on crezca. God's word. Tienen que estar fundamentados en la palabra Because the de truth Dios. is this. Yes, they, the early church, they knew the word, and as they knew the word, they got to know God better. And when you know God better, you know yourself too. There is never going to be a substitute for God's word. Never going to be a substitute for God's word. Scripture, and again, base your life on Scripture. Everything we do in this church and in the church needs to be founded on Scripture. Build our lives on the rock that's His Scripture. Think, again, the example of Jesus after He was fasting and the devil came, how did He beat the devil? It's just the Word of God. Experience helps. The, the spiritual gifts help. But it's when you are tied to that rock, that firm word of God. That's how you're going to make it. That's how you're going to make it. Not just problems, even doubts that come into your mind. When you have a firm foundation in His word, you will make it. Be grounded. A growing church is is the foundation is scripture and the last one I want to say for a church that is growing is never inward focused it was outward in its purpose it's outward in its focus again it's not focused on us and El us feeling no good and what we do the things that make us feel good we do we have a tendency you pat my back say well done brother and then they pat me back well done brother we will stop growing if we only focus on what's happening inside and look outside. A growing church is always outward in its purpose. Look at verse 29. It's kind of amazing if you read the if you read it, they don't. Uh, 
verse 29 it says now lord consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness dice y ahora oh señor escucha sus amenazas y dándonos a nuestros tus siervos nuestro mucho valor al predicar tu palabra you know it's kind of amazing because they they didn't pray for deliverance. Es interesante porque no no oraron para que los salvara. They didn't pray God crush the opposition. No dijo Señor este derrumba y mata a los opuestos. They didn't. They really. They could have easily called God fire and burn that temple. Ellos pudieron haber orado Señor trae fuego y quémalos a todos. What did they pray for? Pero no. ¿Qué fue lo que ellos oraron? Boldness to preach the word. Señor, danos esa fuerza para ir a predicar tu palabra. Really, they didn't pray for protection. If you look at it. Ellos ni siquiera oraron por protección. Because they weren't focused about them. Porque su enfoque no eran ellos mismos. They were focused outside, so they would preach the word with boldness. Entonces ellos querían poder predicar la palabra. They were focused on carrying on what God told them in the Great Commission to go and make disciples. En lo que Dios ya les había dicho que tenían que ir en todo el mundo y crear discípulos. When we run into trouble. Nosotros nos metemos en problemas. It's because very often we focus on ourselves. Es porque muchas veces nos enfocamos en nosotros. We stop growing as people and as a church when we start making it all about us. Dejamos de crecer si nos enfocamos como persona, como iglesia y lo hacemos todo solamente sobre nosotros. Our purpose has to line up with what Nuestro God said. Nuestro propósito tiene que alinearse a lo que Dios dice. To reach the lost. De ir y encontrar al perdido. Reach out to those on the outside there. Vayamos y que salgamos a agarrar los que están allá afuera. It's not about just us quarreling and anything else, no and making for good, or anything else. No, it doesn't matter. It's about God and seeing people's lives changed. That's what it's about. That's why we exist. We don't exist just for ourselves. I don't follow Christ just because of what's in it for me. That's good as a baby Christian. Eso está bien como un, un, un bebé en el cristianismo. Pero la verdad es que cuando yo crezco en el Señor y maduro, I grow more and more I realize when I'm focused on God my purpose is outside not here on the inside we've got to have that purpose to reach the lost that desire to reach the lost it's not about what's in it for me it says what can I do to partner with God to reach the lost. Para ir a encontrar a los perdidos. It's kind of amazing that it's kind of amazing that it says that she's got me on a timer right there. I'm almost done. <laughs> Here, the, it's kind of amazing because they, they asked the question what should we do with these people? They asked what should we do with Peter and John? And they just had to let them go. The truth is here. If you have, you follow Christ. Que si tú sigues a Cristo. If you put your name in there, what can we do with this person? Si tú pones tu nombre ahí y dicen qué puedo hacer con esta persona. Because they were all about pleasing God rather than pleasing people. Porque ellos su enfoque es de agradar a Dios y no de agradar a la gente. Church, when it says that last verse says when they finish praying. En el último versículo dice que cuando ellos terminaron de orar, el lugar tembló y ellos recibieron al poderoso. El Espíritu 
el Espíritu Santo cayó sobre ellos and they the word of God y ellos proclamaron la palabra el nombre del Señor That's the purpose, ultimate purpose ese es el of. último el, el propósito The pouring of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit es el derramamiento del Espíritu is that it gives Santo. us the power es el que nos da el poder. not just for us no solo para nosotros, it's so that we will be bold in our witness podamos ir y testificar. as we preach Christ preach Christ crucified that everything we do God will give hacemos, us the boldness to reflect who he is because when he is exalted the Bible says he draws people to him it's never about us let's not get caught up with this stuff no hay que envolvernos en eso. It's not about the numbers, it's not no about sobre los números. Yes it is. We want to see growth. Yes. Sí, sí queremos que crezcamos y que nos But more than that, we want people to be like Christ. Pero más que eso queremos que la gente sea Give como them Cristo. the hope that you have on Wednesday nights. We just I asked the Dale people. Dale la, la esperanza que tú tienes. Ask them simple just write to me in a few sentences. Why do you follow Christ? El miércoles yo les dije a los que estaban aquí en una simple oración, díganme por qué es que ustedes siguen a Cristo. There's so many amazing answers I got. Y me agarré tantas respuestas tan interesantes. Now let's go out and share the hope that we have. Ahora vamos a, a compartir la esperanza que I nosotros follow tenemos. Christ. Yo sigo a Cristo. Because he loved me. Porque él me amó. He saved me. Porque él me salvó. He can go on and y yo on puedo and ir on y seguir y seguir y seguir. But realize all that is not just for me. Pero me doy cuenta que todo eso no solo es para mí. So I can reflect him to the Pero world sino outside. que es también porque yo pueda reflejar al Señor a los That's demás. That's what it's all about. De eso se trata todo. Bow your heads with me at this time. Vamos a orar en este momento. Thank you, God. Gracias, Jesús. Thank you, Jesus. Gracias, Jesús. Lord, I thank you. Señor, te doy gracias. Thank you for your word, Lord. Gracias por tu palabra, Señor. Thank you just for this example of John and Peter just coming in there, Lord. Gracias por el ejemplo de Juan y Pedro y lo que les dio, a ellos les sucedió. Thank you, God, for saving us, Lord. First Gracias, Señor, por salvarnos. I don't worship God. Yo no adoro a Dios. I don't serve God. Y no sirvo a Dios. Just because of all the benefits I get. Solo por los beneficios. Not just because of stuff I get from following Him. No, no por las cosas que yo recibo por seguirlo a Él. I worship God because of who He is. Yo lo adoro por quien Él es. Jesus, we thank you. Jesús, te damos gracias. Because the focus of it all is you, God. Porque tú eres el enfoque de todo, Señor. Yes, fallen Christ has these benefits. You have peace, joy, hope. You can go sí, on and on. Sí, a ti tiene sus beneficios. Tenemos paz, tenemos esperanza, gozo, y podemos seguir la lista. But worship is about Him. Pero la adoración real es sobre ti. Because He is sovereign God. Porque él es el Dios soberano. The King of Kings, el the Lord Rey of Lords. El Señor de Señores. The beginning and the end. El principio y el final. We worship You, God, because of who You are. Lord. Señor, por quien tú eres. Thank You, God. Gracias, Señor. So let's turn to our feet and worship God for a few minutes. Vamos a ponernos de pie y vamos a adorar al Señor. 
Thank you, Father. Gracias, Jesús. Gracias, Padre.